With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Dave Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man, and you're listening to This Week in Geek. Hey, guys, this is Mike the Birdman Dot from ThisWeekInGeek.net. Believe me, I'm everywhere like a fungus or a spore or like that little old lady you see crossing the street. I don't know where I'm going with that one. Don't use this one. Never. Don't use it. It sucks. Ten seconds. Epic fail. Uh, and then we find out that uh, Chad Kroger is dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm sorry, could, could you repeat that? It sounded like you said Tay-Tay had her claws in my Nickelback. Yeah, she does. Because oh, uh, Dear sweet, fragrant Fanny Moses. Because <laughs> apparently we're never, ever, ever getting back together sounds similar to every time we're together. <laughs> you, you know what? It, it, it's... Oh, God. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling but you. God damn it, Tom Hiddleston. You couldn't have kept that shit on lock. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. Did you grow up with the Nest PlayStation Star Wars cartoons and ABC TV? Do you like to think who would win in a fight between Batman and the Master Chief? Comics, games, movies, music, and TV. They're gonna tell you everything you need. Superheroes or not, they got your back. They're gonna save the world of geeks. Gonna tell you everything you need Superheroes or nothing got your 
and welcome to the Nerd News Network here on This Week in Geek. And of course, uh, we took a, about a month or so off. It, uh, keeping up with the news, folks, is really hard at times. But this is Nerd News Network episode 15. I am, of course, TFG and Mike. Joining me is co-founder, co-creator of Twig, Mike the Birdman Dodd. That's right. Returning on a semi-regular basis now as... Yeah, it's July. I said I'd be back, and I'm going to be back at least three times a month, if not more, for the show, because my command center is finally getting set up this week, by the sounds of it. Uh, Alex has become a new Twig contributor, so mm -hmm. I now have the capacity to pump out a lot more content on a regular basis, so I'm pretty friggin' happy right now. Awesome, awesome. It's nice to be back. Also joining us, I think, for his first or second or i don't remember how many damn times he's been on this is uh alex mr gravy moose who has no pancakes that, that is true i am here <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time here uh yeah, i've done a few other new. podcasts yeah well you were on um you were on 10 years i don't remember i i swear oh, I, I sent it a fan thing yeah 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 so there's that uh, a lot of stuff has happened in the last month or so. We've lost so many people. It's, I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of didn't ask you guys to do any nerd news in June, because one day after another, death, 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 death. And I'm like, oh my God, we can't just do a show every week on people who have died. You almost could now. But that yeah. People dying every second, but not to, It's like the last two and a half that. years. <laughs> the last two and a half years have been just horrendous when it comes to uh, what we would call it, either celebrity. Yeah, like and and it's not like people in the past haven't gone. It's just these high-profile people that were high-profile for so long, all of them dropping like flies. Let's just say the Reapers got a wicked kill streak going on right now. Um, yeah, it's kind of. It's unreal how many people have passed in the last couple of months. And, uh, yeah, so the month of June was busy for everybody. So we're back now. So happy belated Canada Day. Happy upcoming 4th of July. And uh, you, you, you. I guess this will be out on 4th of July. So happy 4th of July. Uh, actually, it might be out on the 3rd of July, depending on how fast I edit it. Uh, but it will probably be out on the 4th of July. Uh, but the 3rd of July... We've got two anniversaries. We've got the 32nd anniversary of Back to the Future. And we've got 10 years since Michael Bay raped all of our childhoods with Transformers the Movie from 2007. Give me your See, I like the first movie. That's what everybody says. I've gone... I liked it when it first came out because it was something fresh and new and we didn't know what he was going to do with it. And ever since then, I tried defending uh, Age of Extinction just a little bit, but really? just a little bit, just a little bit. The only consistent thing with the Michael Bay Transformers movies for me is Steve Jablonski scores. That's it. Yeah, that'll give you for sure. The, the last night, I've seen it. Have you seen it, Mike? No, but I've read the spoilers and I'm like, really? This is what happens? Somebody asked me somewhere, uh, like, what are we expecting out of a Michael Bay movie? Well, when it comes to Transformers, the guy has been doing this for 10 years at this point. We would like a coherent story. And everybody's like, oh, but you can't blame Michael Bay for that. That's the writer's fault. 
who the hell do you think hires the damn writers? Michael Bay has final approval on almost everything that goes into or gets cut out of that damn franchise as far as the live action films. So I just want a coherent damn story. The last night, I'm sorry. Quintessa is a friggin' planet. Damn it. Okay, wait, wait a minute. I haven't seen seen anything. I'm going tomorrow, so. (laughs) Oh, Alex, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I didn't say what. I I just say Quintessa Quintessa is a damn planet. I said nothing of what they actually use. Let me guess. Is is it going to be that old flying robot-looking chick from the trailer? Um. No, that's something else. Yeah, that's something else. Okay, well, either, either way, I don't want I don't want to know any more except that I go into it going, this is going to be a popcorn movie. It's not going to be super it's logical, boring. is it? Can I say one other thing that I don't think you'll care about? Yeah, go I, ahead. I don't think you're a Rodimus fanboy or a Hot Rod fanboy like I am and like a few other people that I know are. I am sorry, there is no way in hell Rod, Hot Rod should be frigging French. This is getting expensive. If anything, he should be Italian. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, if, if he was supposed to be like a Lamborghini or something. Yeah, like that makes more sense to me than the French-made sports car. Or I bet say you can't make him Japanese because that's drift racial, but, racial stereotype. But so. Hot Rod's voice actor, it's a French frigging accent. See, you're telling me you couldn't uh. pull Judd Nelson away from whatever Hallmark movie he's doing this week. I know. To come back and do a voice cameo. And may he rest in peace. And may he rest in peace. But if he was still here and you could have gotten. No, no, no. Hold on. Stop. No. Judd Nelson is not dead. We are not. This Week in Geek and the Nerd News Network does not participate in hashtag fake news. Fender. <laughs> yeah, but look, there are a lot more of those can digging, grill cracking things. We can't hold out forever, cop, but we can give them one humongous repair bill. Okay, yeah, Judd Nelson is still with us. Oh, dude. Uh, no, Judd Nelson is still alive. However, if they couldn't have gotten Judd Nelson, and if the man was still alive with us, they could have gotten Dick Gaudier. Why'd I have to be the chosen one? If he was still with us, but he had passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, he did the one for the TV show? For season three, it was Dick Gaudier, yep. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I had that too. So. Oh, wow, still, yeah, this movie sucks, don't see it. <laughs> So we just we just saved you about twenty five dollars, Alex. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. It's a double feature. I can go see for six bucks each. So um, that's not okay, bad. For, for that much money, man, think of all the porn you can watch instead. Oh God. Six six bucks <laughs> each. You know, and then you know, fifty three for raisinets and seventy five for popcorn, and you know, so we're looking at about. I am sneaking everything, and I am not paying for anything else. <laughs> But anyway. Uh, anyway, all right. Anyway. So, starting with our fearless leader, Mike, what is your first story this week? Batman! Whoa! You're darn right, whoa. Wait, does Batman live in Bruce Wayne's basement? No, Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. Well, first thing, I, I want to jump out of the gate and give you guys a couple of really quick reviews. 
Uh, one of the first things I want to do, I just got this this week from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, and that is the Blu-ray DVD digital HD version of the Lego Batman movie. Uh, this movie came out earlier this year, and I didn't know what to expect kind of going into it. I knew it would be the Lego sense of humor. I like this way more than the Lego movie. And the Lego movie I like considerably. Uh, they have Will Arnett back as Batman, Rosario Dawson as Barbara Gordon, they got Michael Sarah as Robin, and then just a complete cast of all-stars. I'm pretty sure that's Billy D. Williams' as Two-Face, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. You know why that's oh, hilarious? Because it's the 89 Batman reference? Be- mm-hmm. Because it's Billy D. Williams was the African-American Harvey Dent in 89 Batman. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, like, there is so many Easter eggs hidden in this movie, I was so surprised. I mean, basically, it boils down to it's a story about friendship, relationships, how Batman always pushes people away, but he really needs people. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of heart to it. It really does. Um, it's just over an hour and a half long. Uh, the DVD includes your standard making of features, um, what kind of went into it. It was kind of neat seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff in terms of how they animate stuff, how they do some of the lighting tests. Mm-hmm. Like they actually have to go out, take Lego into the desert, pour like fire on it and to see how it reflects light or they pour water on it or whatever. Um, the program they used to make the Lego movie, you could pretty much build anything you wanted to in it. And it would be accurate to the Lego build, which I think is really, really freaking cool. Um, but overall, though, I really enjoyed this movie. There's four short extra scenes to it. They have one where Harley Quinn's randomly hosting a game, hosting like a relationship show in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite one, it's where they have Bane, Two Face, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. They're in the Foley booth and like, okay, we need you to make your best pew pew laser sounds. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite gags in it, you get Catwoman going pew pew meow meow. She's like, okay, that's great, but can we do it without the meow meow? She's like, awesome, pew pew meow meow. She's like, no, 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 please stop with the meow meow. And then randomly, Two Face crashes in through the ceiling, and it's Billy D. Williams. And I can't remember precisely what he says prior to this line, but I lost it hysterically when he's like, blah, 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 and I make unpredictable decisions no that's what it was a voice comes over the pa and says sir why are you removing your pants and just to hear billy d williams say i make unpredictable decisions i just died dead i was pretty sure i woke up my neighbors laughing you know Um, you know what would have been awesome what in these extras if they would have had him do lines from tommy lee jones no more curtains one and two just plain curtains yeah, like, the, like it, it's weird because they actually have a scene in the movie where they reference all the previous Batman movies. They're like, well, I was like this in 94, 93, and 93, mm-hmm. 91, and 1945. And they do that. And it's so brilliant. Plus, I didn't expect the Lego Dimensions-esque twist with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to see Batman fighting Daleks. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is so cool. I'm so on board with this. They need to make a Lego Doctor Who movie. And it would be just as successful. Like, my God. So, my recommendation for this movie, the Lego Batman, pick it up. It's better than Lego 
movie, I think, and Michael Sarah underappreciated performance as Robin, but overall fun movie, great movie. Um, please buy it because I like it. Uh, second review, and this one's actually been a little bit of time coming, uh, is the talk about the Friday the Thirteenth video game, mm-hmm. which came out just about a month ago for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Before you continue, I just want to let everybody know, if anyone hears a loud bang on my end, it's the 3rd of July, 2017, and people in my neighborhood just love setting off fireworks before the 4th of frigging July. But it's not even dark yet. I know! What's the fun in that? Wait, are you sure it's not just gunfire? He is in the States. That was... that. Was, <laughs> no, that, what I just heard just now, a moment ago, was an actual firework because it was more of a large explosion and all of the ghetto people that live... I live right on the edge of the west end of town. All the ghetto people that live around here are too poor to afford, you know, large explosives. <laughs> your, your neighborhood's so ghetto they can't even afford the explosives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got well, hell, we can't. I, I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look this up, but I'm not. You can't even buy fireworks in the state of Kentucky. We have to go. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go over to Indiana to buy them. Uh, I, I can see that. Actually, well, like we here. were watching you... something beforehand, how you have to be licensed to buy fireworks or something. Mm-hmm. So, that's weird. But well, so and here we we only buy them two times a year, so <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So to talk about this, uh, Friday the Thirteenth the game came out on all major platforms, and I've waited a month to do this review for one reason: to wait for the game to become quote unquote more stable. And I don't know whether I can even review it at this point because the game on Xbox One is nigh unplayable at times, and that's after I think three patches issued by Ilphonic and Gun Media, the publisher and developer for this particular title. Uh, the game pits you as it's eight counselors versus one Jason, and Jason goes around the map, tries to kill the counselors in a variety of gruesome ways, whereas you want to try and escape Crystal Lake via, via a boat, a car, or waiting 20 minutes until the police show up. You can also call the cops early, and you can escape that way. And it's a pretty fun game. I've actually met some really cool people uh, on that. I actually started talking with them on Snapchat. So shout out to my boys, Adam and Shelby, my girl Jamie and Kayla. These people are tremendously fun to play with, and I promise I'd shout them out. Um, But the game has got its issues. It seems like the developers pay more attention to Steam 
uh, PC people because they can push out patches faster. But the console versions, while they are fun, the amount of times the game will crash or send you back to the dashboard or just playing glitch out. Can I rant about this later? Oh, yeah. it's Well, it's not Steam's fault. It's the developers. For whatever reason, the game is unstable on consoles. And that's in the game engine. They've actually openly come out and said that. There's something in the game engine that makes it unstable. Um, so hopefully this will get passed in the future. And people are going to ask me, is the game worth paying 40 bucks for? If you're on PC, absolutely. Because typically you can get back into a game. Uh, there are dedicated servers. And it's, it's an overall better experience. On consoles, however, I might say you probably should wait. Because quick matches, they do they can take a little while to still get in. They're not as bad as they were at launch. But most mm-hmm. of the time, to find people to fill a lobby, you have to go to the looking for group feature on Xbox. I don't know how it is on PlayStation 4. I think they're a little bit more ahead in terms of patches as opposed to the Xbox version. But when the game works, it's a great experience. The best way to judge this game for yourself is go on YouTube, watch somebody play the game live. There's hundreds of YouTubers doing it. There's a guy called Backlinks, mm-hmm. B-A-C-K-L-Y-N-X. He's the guy I like to watch. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy watching his gameplay, you'll definitely get a feel for this game. And if you like watching it, you'll enjoy playing it. So my final review for Friday the 13th the game is on PC, it's a big yes, because constant support. On consoles maybe wait till the game's a little bit more stable in like a month mm-hmm. so now let's get to the news <sighs> all right so i was looking for i don't know different stories i didn't want to just do standard hollywood like oh the transformers the last night numbers aren't performing as everyone thought they would and it's dropping off in china and yada 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 because that's what it's it is it's abysmal. Um, one of the stories I found was, and I'm gonna probably butcher this name, so I'm gonna try this the best I can. Negozi Yukazu's phenomenal check please gets two book deal at first second. Now this check please is the queer themed hockey romance comic that has taken the internet by storm. A Kickstarter for the second print collection made just a touch less than $400,000, but creator Ngozi isn't done yet. EW reports that the source first second has just signed on for two Check Please collections. Uh, EW can exclusively announce that Check Please will be published in print by first second books. The first volume, which hits stores fall 2018, will collect the first two quote-unquote years of the comic. While the second will collect the latter two and is set to be published in fall 2019. Both books will feature extra content not included in the Kickstarter editions. Uh, I mean, a queer... It looks kind of cool, actually. It looks uh, like Scott Pilgrim but gay hockey. Yeah. In which case, I'm totally down for that. Hell hath no fury like people scorned for Sega. Yes. <laughs> Looking at the artwork, I love, like I said, it reminds me a lot of Scott Pilgrim and Brian Lee uh, O'Malley. Plus the fact, uh, I love how LGBT is getting more representation in comics and mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hell yeah, this this looks kind of cool. I'm, I'm really, uh, really glad there's going to be uh, 
more releases for this comic in the upcoming future. Absolutely. What do you got, Alex, for your first story? I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> of course you do. He's just color comic. Well, well, it depends on what you want me to talk about. I've, I've got stories. <laughs> We'd be here all night if that was the case. That That's entirely true. Um, yeah. I, I could give... Uh, have, okay, all right. Let, let, let me ask you this way. Was there one or two headlines this week that stuck out to you, and what were they and why? Uh, headlines directly? No, I've been working all weekend, so... Uh, nothing, nothing there. All I've been doing that was really struck me was uh, I started playing the game uh, Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. It was a... Uh, originally, I think it was on the the Vita or something to that extent, maybe the PSP. Uh, it's a... You ever heard of the movie Battle Royal? Mm-hmm. Where a bunch of uh, grade 7, 8 kids have to essentially murder each other till there's only one left? Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie, by the way. Is it, sorry, is that what? I said fantastic movie, by the way. Yes, yes, correct. It's basically that. The The story is you go to a new high school and you're supposed to be the, it's the best of the best, like the best sports person, the best, the coolest person, the person that's the smartest. And they're basically trapped in there and they're told they can live out the rest of their lives in the school in peace or the only way to leave is to graduate. And to graduate, you have to kill another classmate and then get away with it. So as the game progresses you go to bed at night you'll wake up somebody's dead and the game is spent investigating the crimes and then you go to court and have to point out who did it and the trick is if you whoever commits the crime if they get away with it the rest of the class gets killed oh damn there's an incentive for for everybody to like and the whole point of your your protagonist PS4, like the PS4 uh, is the, uh, it's like a remastered version that has the first and second game in it. So I've got a pack that has both of them in it, and the third game is coming out at the end of the summer. Nice. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I, I can bring it by. <laughs> uh, I played uh, the first game, and it took me about probably 10 hours of play because I was playing it on easy just to get through it in between when I was working at night. And it, it's, it sounds crazy and 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 nonsensical but as you're playing it you actually get really involved with the characters they all have personalities uh they're all likable and it's sort of like a mixture of phoenix Wright, uh like those sorts of games and like the professor layton puzzle games mixed with a very dark uh satirical murder mystery hmm Cool. So I'd say if, if you're into it, it's something, it's something that's neat, and that's pretty much all I've got for story-wise. <laughs> well, I guess before we get into Mike's stories, we can talk about the future debacle of Nintendo. Oh, you mean with the SNES Classic going to be scalped? I, as soon as the news came out, I called the, the local GameStop here. Pre-orders haven't been up yet. I don't even no, know. If... And it's actually because of the FTC, mm. the Federal Trade Commission, is why the why pre-orders haven't been released yet which is really weird i've never heard of this happening i i would love to find one i i mean look you know everybody that you know i was five years old when the nes came out when i was between six and eight my cousins had the nes and all the games and i had the sega master system yeah um cool guy do what 
But now you'd be the cool guy with the retro system nobody's heard of. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pie of a different color. Um, <laughs> so when the Super came out in 92, I, I told my mom, I said, I will do whatever you want. I just want this for Christmas. And I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas in 1992. And I absolutely loved it. And now that they're doing the SNES Classic, I would love to have this thing simply for Mario World and Zelda. I know there are a bunch of other games, but I didn't really have a lot of time with my Super Nintendo before I moved to Kentucky to explore stuff like Star Fox and Metroid and all that. So the games that I know and love, you know, are the Mario and the Zelda and, you know, to a, les to a lesser extent, some of the other ones like Pilot Wings and things like that, even though I know Pilot Wings is not going to be in the uh, SNES Classic. But Which is surprising. And I'm surprised that Lemmings isn't in there either. Lemmings or Lemmings 3 or whatever the hell that stupid game was. Um, yeah, Nintendo. Oh, oh. Now, it, they it looks say... like... Sorry, oh. Alex, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like they're going, for the most part, with first-party titles that they don't have to pay licensing for, mm -hmm. and then a lot of Square Enix titles. Yeah. Uh, more than you would expect. You'd expect them to tease you with one Final Fantasy or something like that, mm -hmm. but you've got, I think, at least three or four games published by them in you, there. You've got Secret of Mana, you got Final Fantasy three. You have Super Mario RPG Legends of the Seven Stars, and that's it. Now, that's I'm a, yeah, really so at least three. No, Chrono Trigger. But mm. you know uh, what? That's with those big, I would have swapped Secret of Mana with Chrono Trigger. Personally. Yeah, I, I would have as well. But so, a real surprise. I didn't expect to see Mega Man X in there. Oh, I did. I was I when I first heard about this. Like like I just said, the games that I wanted: Super Mario World. To a lesser extent, Super Mario All-Stars, but whatever. Uh, Zelda and Mega Man. I, I... All-Stars doesn't make a lot of sense because you look at the NES and there were virtually 1, 2, 3 on, on the system anyway. So. Yeah, that's but true. for the lost levels. Yeah. yeah. There's no pilot wings. One game that was brought up, I'm actually surprised there's no genuine sports title unless you count Punch-Out!! I, I would count Punch-Out! because that's another one of Nintendo's legacy things. Um, one one person, I think it was Pat the NES Punk brought this up. Really surprised there's no Ken Griffey Jr. baseball mm -hmm. because that was because Nintendo owned the Seattle Mariners yeah. in the nineties. It's and but that it's for was his name. The baseball game. Yeah, exactly. Probably. Well, you could have done. It's a licensing thing for the name. They'd have to pay him money. Uh, now I can. The only thing I can think of from a technical point of view with uh, Chrono Trigger is that was a very technically advanced game for the system. Yeah, and but so there, Star this Fox is, one and two. Well, Star Fox one and two, that that I was gonna say, it's basically it's an emulator box, right? That they've yeah. programmed from the de the ground up. Now the thing is, with those that FX chip has been uh, like there's specs on it. People have it's been working in emulation for years. But Chrono Trigger, like the original version, was it, it, the only game on the Super Nintendo that had slowdown because of the way it was coded and it was it was almost too much for the system to handle. So I wonder if they would have tried to put it on and then found that it would have had a lot of, of slowdown and loading times or glitches. Mm. My guess is they didn't want to overload it with RPGs, but a game like Illusion of Gaia, I'm surprised, but I guess they have The Legend of Zelda on there. I mean, True. it's a pretty solid lineup for the 21 games you're getting. I'm really surprised the Donkey Kong Country trilogy isn't on there in its entirety. 
Not even is the the first one's on there, isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. First one's on there. Um, but I'd say overall, it's a relatively solid lineup. There's nothing that really disappoints me. Like I said, there's some inclusions I wish were there, like maybe Turtles in Time. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, I think would have been good, but. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's solid system. It's going to be ninety bucks. About a be about a hundred in Canada. They say there's going to be double the amount made to meet production, but once it's after Christmas, that's it. Yeah. Um, now, it's all going to be how Amazon, GameStop, and other places treat pre-orders. I know they opened up pre-orders, I think, in Europe, and they're already sold out and being scalped for two or $300. So, hmm. I don't know. Alex no. is going to be my Amazon god to try and get me one. Yeah, because I, I got two of the NES classics. Uh, and it was not through crazy amount of work. I, I happened to be in uh, an EB Games GameStop and walked up to the counter and said, hey, is that a display uh, box or is that really the NES Classic? And they said, oh, yeah, we just got this in today. So I bought it right then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the only one <laughs> they had <laughs> like weeks and weeks. And it was just at the one location out of five in town. Uh, so I was incredibly lucky. And then... A few weeks later, a uh, better part of maybe a month or two later, uh, I found one on Amazon, the Canadian site, and I ordered it, and we got it shipped. I gave it to my dad, and within a week, they had come out and said that they weren't going to be producing anymore. Oh. So it seems that, like, in Canada, we had a hard time getting them initially, and then they trickled out a little bit, bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So if they follow a similar suit, you may, in the States, have a better chance of getting one if you get one from Canada. But I do know that in looking it up, uh, if we wanted to pre-order it from the states, they won't ship it to uh, to Canada. There's like a trade embargo on it. Oh wow! Damn. So Which is really locking, weird. Yeah, they're yeah. locking it to the region that that they're like they're giving exact numbers to specific regions. That's mm. ridiculous. And I've That's... never heard of that ever being ever happening before. All right, what do you got, Mike, for your stories? Okay, so my first real story is, according to anonymous sources, but reliable sources, um, there was a hoax going around that the, um, there might be some DLC coming from Mass Effect Andromeda. However, <laughs> that Facebook post turned out to be a hoax from a false company called Sinclair Networks. BioWare came out and said as much. However, though, sources close to BioWare and Kotaku are reporting that there will be no single-player DLC coming from Mass Effect Andromeda, which breaks up stuff like Lair of the Shadow Broker and Citadel and Leviathan, which would come out three and six months and even eight months later after the game's release. We're three months out from, uh, from the game's release now, back in March. And four months now, sorry. And nothing. Bioware has been suspiciously mum about it. Now, they are, we are getting up, updates via Apex missions, mm-hmm. which is the multiplayer crap. Mm. But people like me and Alex, we want to know what happened to the Quarian Ark. We want to know what happened to the other ship that was supposed to come to An- Andromeda with us. It had the Quarians, it had uh, the Bolas, the... Um, Squid people, or not squid people, the jellyfish people. The, hand. <laughs> the squid people. Squid people. The um, squid people that use KY jelly. Exactly. And <laughs> we wanted answers to what the hell happened. What, what is 
the remnant. We were going to get some answers, and evidently BioWare had said earlier in the year that they're going to put the franchise on ice for a while. Yet it's recently been reported that they're going to be doing something with Dragon Age. So there's a good chance Mass Effect is going to sleep for a while because the sales for this game were not what they expected. The sales for this game led to people being less than thrilled about it because I'm, a Mass Effect game is a pretty big deal. I mean, everyone came out for Mass Effect 3 back in 2012, despite what you may think of the ending, be it what color is your favorite laser. Um, and, you know, people were pretty hyped for this. It's the first Mass Effect game on a next-gen system built in the Frostbite engine, etc., etc. And the game's reception was lukewarm. Well, even when you think... were even you were excited for Andromeda, and then oh. when you when you got to play, I mean, I remember because I I had to edit that episode, and I'm not throwing that in your face. I'm just saying oh, yeah. I remember listening to that, and I'm like, wow, you took Bioware took a guy who loves the franchise and basically turned they him against, yeah, it's, wow, yeah, I, I powered through it ahead of him, and uh, you know, I was saying. Um, it gets a little better at this part, this part, this part, and it was the first time in I think any any Bioware game he's played where you Mike wasn't even interested in completing it. Yeah, there were times I was thinking, man, can I just fucking skip this? And yeah, like Bioware. I mean, Mass Effect Andromeda is the girlfriend. Okay, the Mass Effect franchise is the girlfriend I've been in love with my entire life, and I come home one night to find her in bed with another man. And she's not even sorry for it. That's how bad Mass Effect boned me. And like, this is why we need to get you on the, the Dragon Age game front. Well, I will complete the Dragon Age, and you can mark my words right here on this podcast. I'll finish Origins by the end of the summer. I promise that. And then I'll get into Good. two and two and ink. In all likelihood, you'll play it and beat it within a week because you're going to get hooked. Yeah. I'm hoping so because Bioware, you've got, you, you, you owe me, man. You owe me they after brought, Andromeda. They brought their A game to all those games, so don't worry. Uh, just well, maybe not two, but still. <laughs> it's, it's just the fact that this this franchise may be shelved. There's a chance we could not see any more Mass Effect. Now I know there was plans for a, an Andromeda sequel. Those have been shelved, according to the sources that we're talking to. Uh, Kotaku. So, considering Bioware Montreal has been scaled down since the game's release, there's only a few people working on, like I said, the like Apex DLC right now. Mm. I don't think we're going to see anything. But then again, then again, you look at previous examples of Bioware releasing DLC, even for Inquisition, they dropped stuff the day of and didn't announce it. They just surprised you with it. It's Mass true. Effect, you'd get maybe a week, maybe two weeks notice. So, I'm holding out hope, but I'm not optimistic at this point. Inquisition so. was also the main team that had worked on all the previous uh, Mass Effect games, and it was way better received, sold way more. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, if anything, if Bioware wants to put all these rumors to bed, just make an official statement. I mean, E3 has now come and gone, and not a peep about it. Mm-hmm. You're telling me... You and don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't don't think that focusing on Anthem will save them. Yeah, exactly. Because Blue Cross and Blue Shield? <laughs> Anthem looks cool, but Anthem looks like Destiny mixed with Evolve. 
I get a feeling it's going to be a big money grab and there's going to be a ton of monetization attached to it. I hope not, but it's EA. This doesn't surprise me. But we'll wait and see because we don't know word one about Anthem. We probably won't know. Like, they say it's going to be next year. It's not. Just, just think about if they at the last second say, oh, by the way, there's a $9.99 monthly subscription fee. Nope. Because even Destiny wasn't that scummy and did that. Yeah but, yeah, but Destiny was not EA. True. Destiny was Activision, and they're just as bad when it comes to microtransactions. Um, okay. But, yeah, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> point aside, Mass Effect, I hope you're not dead. I'm sad we don't get to resolve the story for Andromeda, but that's not to say you won't see the story resolved on Terrible Warriors hmm. in a different way. Yeah. So, I'll so leave it at that. Was Andromeda because I I don't play the Mass Effect franchise. I don't have a console. So, was it's Andromeda was uh, yeah, uh, I'll get to that at the end of the podcast. Um, was Andromeda like separate from 1, 2 and 3 was it yes. its own? Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that wasn't meant to be Mass Effect 4. Okay. It's its own no, thing. They, they take the events of the first two games mm-hmm. and it's it starts parallel like it splinters off and starts parallel to what happens in the beginning of the third game okay but then it takes place far in the future okay so, so to it but right but it's in a different it's literally in a different galaxy right so, far far away um exactly. so my my thinking is if bioware has shelved mass effect indefinitely could it be another 10 or 20 years before we get another one with new technology I'd say probably closer to five to, to ten, or at least at least at least eight mm-hmm. at this point. But yeah, I have a feeling we won't see another Mass Effect game, or at least Mass Effect mentioned, until E3 2020 at the earliest. Unless wow. it'll depend. If Anthem doesn't do well at all, and they have to do a Hail Mary and throw everything together into one big game, it'll be into the Mass Effect franchise. Mm-hmm. And. What it else does Bioware have besides Mass Effect and well, Anthem? The Dragon Age series. And okay. That's the. It was sort of Dragon Age. They had similar gameplay in that the, the, it's a game that's very choice based and story driven. Uh, but one is the sci-fi game Mass Effect, and one is the high fantasy game, and that's the mm-hmm. Dragon Age series. They've had other uh, franchises and, and other games in the past, but it's basically been those two that they were focusing on the last ten years or so. Uh, and the last Dragon Age game was made by their main studio uh, that they'd always been using, and it's, it was very well received, and everything was fine. So they had already dropped uh, at the end of the, the the last DLC for the third game that they were going to be coming out with another one. So they are, I guess, in pre-production of that, but they moved everybody to work on this Anthem new IP property. Mm-hmm. So it's it's i think they're they're being very quiet because there there's probably a lot of internal struggle going on as to what to do next i would imagine so i imagine someone's probably getting fired or at least will be resigning under duress but that's speculation well, that. and during this whole time you had the original creators of the studio the two doctors they left the main creative uh, the creative team behind most of the games have all been split up to different divisions right to different studios mm. so you may not be able to recapture what you had before yeah all right so we've talked about video games we've talked about a whole bunch of stuff today on nerd news my we've talked about comics my story has to do with 
radio and the music industry. And no, this is not JT and I's Nickelback Feed the Machine review. Apparently, Annie Lennox has been mistaken as a new artist by a radio coordinator who she thinks has, quote unquote, potential. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I can see it being an honest mistake, but you think this music director would run it by another person or two saying, hey, do you recognize this person? Or even a I mean, she, search? she was the lead singer of the Eurythmics. I mean, you know, they, they had one of the biggest hits ever. Actually, I have, but it was a cover. A bit. I, I have. It was a cover of um, Bob Marley's Waiting in Vain. It was in the 2001 Serendipity film. Consider this. Okay, that's 2001, right? I know. Could the, I'm just saying, could the person that <laughs> did this or wrote this article, they could be like 22 or 23. And yeah. They would have been like four when that was out. And yeah. even then. You're right. I'm, I'm not saying you're not wrong. And the sad <laughs> thing is. Could have fixed this. Or oh, wait yeah. a second. What's that app on the iPhone? You hold it up to the song. Shazam. Shazam, and it tells you what it is. Yep. They could have solved this problem in five minutes. Yeah, all they had to do was call Shaquille O'Neal. And well, the bad thing about this... Smartphone. Maybe they just had a dumb phone. <laughs> like me. The bad thing about this letter <laughs> is... <laughs> You're an ass, Alex. Uh, yeah. The bad thing about this letter is, is that the radio uh, coordinator, the new music coordinator for this station, her name is Kylie. And my first thought was, oh my god, they put a Jenner in charge of radio. I would have went to Kylie Minogue. Um, but she would have known still, who she was. Yeah, she would have known who she was. She would have at least had a friggin' clue. Yeah. yeah. This is the type of gap that pops up in radio every now and again. Um, I've heard some choice ones back in my time, not quite to this level of being put on blast. Mm -hmm. But uh, still, yeah, this is something 
you're going to solve this with a Google search lady. And I hope you're not fired, but I really hope you get dressed out at the radio station for at least a week <laughs> over this. Because you're going to be known forever as the lady who didn't Google. Um, yeah, she her punishment should be she has to wear a uh, a donkey suit for a week. I, <laughs> I'm not talking about Donkey Kong. I think Ann Lennox should come to this radio station for a sit down interview. Yeah, that would be, be fun. Some great PR for her, great PR for the radio station. Just mm-hmm. to say, look, I'm going to give you an education, but I'm a good sport about it. Here's a new song, or something. Because would I lie to you? God, no, you did not. So, stuff like that. So, uh, <sighs> I was trying to work something in. Come on. Uh-huh. So, I guess for my second story, and I'm just going to talk about this just, just, just kind of briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past week, a new trailer dropped for. I think this is the first trailer. Maybe there was a teaser before this. Jumanji. For the Cult of Chucky. Oh. Which is the latest entry into the Chucky franchise, which got a soft reboot a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, it's still got Brad Dwarf as the voice of of Chucky, which is cool. But mm-hmm. it looks like this one takes place in an insane asylum, and I guess they're former victims of Chucky, or they're former people who've had some kind of a, an association with him. Because I think Andy from the first movie, he makes an appearance in the trailer beginning. He's like, "When I was six years old, he killed my babysitter. Justice was served, and all this crap." And then it flashes to the insane asylum, and there's a girl in a wheelchair. And I don't know if that's the same girl in a wheelchair from the last movie. I don't think it is, but mm. um, Chucky's killing again. This was actually filmed. I, I think this was filmed in Winnipeg, actually, mm. like last winter. I think. I think it comes out in October uh, this year. I'm surprised the Chucky franchise has kept going. When a lot of other franchises have died off. Oh yeah, I mean this one, Chucky. Even despite it being quote unquote rebooted or reimagined, whatever, mm-hmm. the consistent has always been uh, Brad Dorf. Whereas with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and Friday the 13th, for example, both lost their title people, like Kane Hodder for Friday and Robert England for Nightmare on Elm Street, which evidently there's another Nightmare on Elm Street reboot happening. Did, really? When did England pass? Oh, no, he's not dead. They're just... Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, wait, I would have heard about that. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute here. Celebrity deaths on the mind all the time now. You know what? I blame Mills Lane, damn it. See, you know what? Whenever someone dies or I hear about it, I immediately check TMZ. Because sadly enough, they're one of the most reputable sources when it comes to celebrity deaths. Mm -hmm. If something happens, you'll know. And they'll debunk even some of the fake ones, too. Oh, yeah, because they're like, boom, they'll know right away. It's it's actually kind of funny how often on my Facebook a celebrity death pops up. Like, it's wrong, wrong, wrong. Did you Snopes it? Wrong. Um, the latest death hoax I saw this week was Clint Eastwood. Um, oh, my God. Which, I'm like, that man is too stubborn to die. Yes, um, he is. But uh, back to Chucky, though. Um, like I said, I'm really surprised the franchise has kept going for this long, kept its main star. And the movies, they've all been pretty pretty good. I mean, all things considered. I mean, I don't think the reboot was as gory as I would have liked, but it still maintained, maintained what the Chucky movies are about, the scary doll and everything. 
it wasn't as funny as say Bride of Chucky or Seed of Chucky, but mm-hmm. hey man, the fact that Brad Dorf still has work like over twenty five years later, that's impressive. Um, so that's pretty much all I got. I was I was gonna talk an, uh, about another story about a giant asteroid, but this story pops up at least once every six months about the asteroid Apophis, which is supposed to hit the Earth in two thousand twenty nine. I think it's at a 2.7% chance. So I'm not mm-hmm. super worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, unless we need to, you know, tap Bruce Willis to, you know, drill 800 feet, I'm not worried about it either. Although there was another story and I really wish I took the link down where they where the US government seriously talking about asteroid deflection strategies. But at this point, we'll all be dead long before 2029. I'm Let's just say it this way. I'm not exactly <laughs> saving up for anything. Um, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. You want us to all be dead by 2029. I'll, only, I'll, I'll be one year away from being 50 years old. You're an asshole. We're not going to make it that long, man. <laughs> At this rate. Um, not with Trump on the tank, we won't. No. Well, by, by, then, by then it'll be, uh, you know, President... Uh, uh, whoever the current uh, WrestleMania champion is, uh, who also happens to be the Coke sponsor, it'll, it'll be like that movie. Uh, what was that called again? Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Idiocracy. Yeah. See, now if it was President Rock and Vice President Tom Hanks, I would become an honorary American just to vote in that election. I think he'd be great. He'd be fantastic. If anything, just the, can you imagine a press conference? With yep. Wayne Johnson giving someone the the people's eyebrow if they said something stupid, because you know he would. the people's eyebrow, the people's elbow, and then the the outgoing president, the rock bottom. Oh my god, that'd be so great. <laughs> but spe- speaking of him, what do you think of that trailer for uh, Jumanji? Oh, Jumanji. Oh, okay, so I I have to get on my soapbox about this. Oh. <laughs> right. uh, calm down, calm down. It's really I cool. I, I, under, I understand. Robin Williams is no longer with us. I understand they want to do a futuristic type of thing with it, but shouldn't we be teaching children about board games and things like that? I know everything today is video games, but I am sorry. The whole trailer, the only thing I thought of was the opening to Captain N, the fucking Game Master, because they all get sucked into the TV. I don't know. I, I, I think it looks actually pretty cool. It's going to be surprised. a big dumb popcorn movie and i'll love it it is and and most of the rock movies are big dumb popcorn movies at least his comedies i mean i have never really i like the rock he's a funny guy i just have never really liked the style of comedy films he does i prefer him in the ass kicking hobbs type role in the fast films um i don't i just saw him in baywatch about two weeks ago yeah I'm pretty, he's a pretty funny guy. No, I, yeah, and I'm not saying he isn't a funny guy, but, okay, when I used to have cable and a television and all of that, TNT, TBS, whomever, would show the friggin', uh, what's that one movie he does with the babysitter? Uh, game the Plan. Fairy? No, oh. game, you, you know, pick, no, take I, your I pick. Take your, yeah, well, uh, Vin Diesel was the pacifier. Um, but, you know, take your pick between Game Plan and Tooth Fairy. I just, 
I can't get into the guy's comedy. I know he's funny. He is absolutely funny. I just don't like the way that movies are written around him to be funny. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, so I just said Jack Black, so it should be funny. Yeah, like, it looks a lot more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. I like the fact that they're avatars as opposed to them being in the game. Or yeah. being that the game happens. Well, they're in the game, but, the, yeah. It's The Rock who takes over a failing or old franchise and just takes off with it. And it really, Jumanji was never really a franchise. I mean, we had... Yeah, Journey 2. Oh, God. Which had to do with the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. He did that. That's true. Um, Franchise or dying series and and brings it back. I wanted to make another G.I. Joe movie. But that'll probably never happen. I was going to say, yeah, uh, same I, thing with G.I. Joe. He comes into G.I. Joe, and it does well, too. Yeah, yeah. he had fun with it. I, I don't know if Hasbro... Hasbro right now is focused on their aligned continuity and getting every... Like, the plan, as far as I can tell from various news sources and things like that... They want to make a movie with Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mask, all that, you know, Visionaries, all that stuff that in it. That would be so cool. It would be so cool, but it would be a four and a half hour fucking movie. No, anyway. They'd probably turn it into a trilogy and it would suck. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm scrolling. Down. I, I, I don't know if you ever got a chance to use, uh, what do you use, TuneIn mic or I, I forget. Spot it. No, 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 not not Spotify for your radio station stuff. Oh, I use TuneIn, yeah. TuneIn, okay. I don't know if you were able to listen to 107.7 The Eagle here in Louisville, Kentucky, but the the chick that does the morning show, regular Laura, she does this segment now called What the Florida. So all of uh, all of her fans, including me, every time we see a story come out of Florida, we post it on our timeline. And one of the ones, go ahead. Well, and one of the ones that somebody posted uh, as of this recording, Florida man sits on gun, shoots himself in penis, police say. A Jacksonville man accidentally shot himself in the penis Friday afternoon when he sat on a gun in the driver's seat of his car. (laughs) So shot in the pistol with a pistol? Uh Uh-huh. It's an upgraded version of a Lorena Bobbitt. there's There's a channel I watch on YouTube called ETC. And one of the guys, Ricky's from Florida, and he's like, and and he's like, and completely not surprising me, this story's out of Florida. Just all the <laughs> weird shit that happens out of that particular state. Jesus. There must be some mineral in the ground that has some sort of magnetic pull with the crazies and they all sort of zombify and walk over there and situate I, there and in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> found a way to like weaponized bath salts and it's in the air yeah uh i i lived in florida for about three months about 20 years ago and living in daytona slash daytona beach you know 1996 1997 it was never as bad as it is today in that entire state yeah that place is just full of loons i uh my a friend of mine shannon used to live down there too and uh one of her favorite stories to tell us is how she was held at gunpoint with an AK-47. And I'm thinking, well, only in America. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then again, you don't hear that story too often in Canada. I'll say it doesn't happen, but not often. Well, not um, with an AK. Yeah, yeah, not with a fucking assault rifle. Um, but anyway, uh, what else we got to bring up on the show as we wrap um, up? Um, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, we're gonna have a rotating crew. I I want fans to respond to this. What I'm about to say. We did a couple of reviews in this episode. We talked about our news stories. We threw Alex under the, you know, bus because he didn't have any news stories. Um, do you guys like this? Do you like us doing reviews in with the news stuff before or after or whatever? Well, I'll uh, still keep doing reviews in the news regardless I know, of get out I, I know you will, and I'm not saying don't. I'm I'm not. I I, I'm, I want to know if people enjoy this episode more so than some of the other ones that we've done since the Nerd News relaunch. Ooh, <laughs> technical difficulties. Let's move on, shall we? And the final thing I want to bring up is I will never, ever fucking use Steam again. <laughs> Get a new computer and it's no problem. Dude, I ju- okay, the thing just exploded almost a month ago. My buddy Harrison completely rebuilt it, reformatted the hard drive three no, different times. When you can run, Alex, what's the benchmark now for games? Uh, GTA Five is one of them. Uh, uh, when I'm you can run think, GTA Five on Ultra, that's a new computer. Okay, and that's fine. Yeah. But you know, I've had Grand Theft Auto Four on this for next year. It'll be ten years, and you know, or more. You know, and one of the reasons why I wanted to install Steam was because when my buddy Harrison upgraded the the computer, it said that my installation disk for GTA 4, which I've had for years, is not compatible. So I'm like, okay, well, fine, I'll download... That's not Steam's fault. No, 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 I'm not blaming Steam on that. I'm not. I'm saying that's why I went to Steam to download it. And I've played Grand Theft Auto 4 for the longest time. I have never played the episodes from Liberty City Missions, the Lost in the Damned and Valley Gay Tony, all that. So that's why I wanted to get it. So I spent thirty bucks on both, on, on on the whole thing. So the original game plus the plus the missions. On both sets of the the supplemental missions, it got to one uh, story point, and when I would go in to do that mission on both of them, it froze and it would not do a damn thing. I even took someone's uh, advice on Twitter of lowering the graphics, and it still did the same damn thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it was weird. That sounds more like a hardware issue, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't it, know. It, it can't render something properly. It doesn't have the resources. Yeah. Or, or it could be... like what, what version of Windows are you running on your computer? Windows 10, and my buddy Harrison just upgraded my graphics card, so... What's so I'm wondering if it's... Well, I'm wondering know. if it's an issue. Silver, it's a 10-year-old game. If they've, if there's been a patch that's released that's no longer compatible with the newest version of Windows. Yeah, that's maybe. a few times. Because like, it's not like they're releasing new... Uh, yeah, they're content. not releasing new content for it, yeah. So it, it, you may have gotten to the point now where the game is just too old to be played on the current Windows. Yeah. Huge thanks to at Beardax on Twitter for telling me to lower the damn graphics, and I appreciate it. Sadly, it didn't work. So, yeah. 
We'll figure it out later. I really don't even care at this yeah. point. At this point, I'm just watching Netflix and Hulu. And I'm anyway, reduced so, to... Yeah, so, um, as for next week, yeah, there's, there should be a nerd news, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. We, we can talk about that later. Yeah, there will be a nerd news next week, because who knows what the heck's going to happen this week. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. All right. So, until next time, we have been... Mike, TFT and Blanchard. Alex, who's trying to make sure that your cats stop banging their heads into the door. And I'm Mike the Birdman Dodd saying live for your die hard. Happy 4th of July. I'll catch you guys again next week right here on thisweekingeek.net. Batman out. Let's go back. Go back to the late 80s, mid 90s. And talk about Disney Afternoon. Let's get dangerous. Episode 81 to 84 of Tooncast Beyond is all about the Disney Afternoon. <laughs> Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, Bonkers maybe? Who knows? All that stuff, the Disney Afternoon, Spotlight coming soon here on Tooncast Beyond, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Wait, wait, wait. Batman back in. Forgot to drop the mic. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Want to see me make bubbles with my spit? Sure do. In fact, that's the theme of our next show. What the hell happened to George Lucas? Remember, kids, buy pizza, pay with snakes. <laughs> What's your social media business card? My fist. Just give me a big box of beef. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> Don't forget our other twig project. George Lucas has <laughs> lost his mind.com. <laughs> Does Jesus have matrix powers? I think the Pillsbury Doughboy is albino. I'd like to see a cat on Tourette's. That's the moment I give up on life. Because then I don't know what to believe in anymore. When the Amish start twittering, I'm done. Can we leave this subject alone? <laughs> Hello. I can feel it calling yet tonight. Oh no. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm confused. <laughs> As you can imagine, they... They don't let us out much. You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Tune in next week to hear Kyle Bear say... Today, the world. Tomorrow, the universe. Next week, my chiropractor. Ay, my back. Check out our website, thisweekingeek.net, for more geek content, as well as subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment about this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net and comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can also call our voicemail line at 817-717-7202. Or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. This extra music was produced by perpetualemotionmachine.ca. We'll see you next time, and remember... Lower your shields and surrender your listenership. <laughs>